What up? D-Town Boogie Podcast number two. Coming right at you. We are back. Sorry for being off for a few weeks. Um, a couple of us were in different cities for the most part, so it's a little difficult and tricky to work this out. But we are pumped. Me, Christian, and David back again. What's up, guys? David here. What How's up, Big going, Dave? Everybody? What up, Chrissy? <laughs> yeah, so today... What we have on the agenda, we only have one thing on the agenda today, and that's NBA power rankings. Mavs, number one. Yeah, that, that that's it. Mavs, number one. Finals, baby. You all know, you all, all you guys know why. You can just turn it off right now. Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, we all came together and developed the NBA power rankings, and we're gonna get into them today. And we're excited. There's a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, very heated debates coming coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Shout so we, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, Chrissy. No, I was just saying, I hope y'all will uh, give us y'all's opinions. Let us know where we're slacking or what you think or where our Mavs should be falling on this. Um, I think, uh, first off, I want to just say thanks to all the people who listened to the last time. And Mm -hmm. we had a lot of people reach out and just say, like, man, we really enjoyed your podcast. People who I didn't think would be listening to our sports podcast, you know, just friends and family that have listened and supported. So Support means a lot. If if you're our friends and listening, like, thanks a lot. You guys are awesome. And... We want to keep making our stuff better. Yeah, for real. I'm in my Luka Doncic jersey right now that I got from my mommy for my 23rd birthday the other day, so I'm feeling good. Uh, I think we should dive right into it. Yeah, All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Who's at number 30? Start from the bottom. All right, so at 30 we've got uh, the Sacramento Kings being the 15th team in the West at the very bottom. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I'm not very – yeah. I don't think a lot of people are going to want to debate this. I think the Kings really do belong at the bottom. I think Marvin Bagley, their uh, number two draft pick this year, is really talented. But overall, this whole team is just incredibly young. There's not a whole lot of veteran veteran leadership. And uh, I just want to point out that Marvin Bagley got a 78 overall rating in 2K, and Luka's a 79, and he was Thank drafted Thank you, 2K. Later, so. Ronnie 2K. Thanks, 2K. Uh, Next, who you guys got? ATL, Hotlanta Hawks. So I just say number fifteen. Um, obviously, they they drafted Trey Young, um, or the Mavs drafted Trey Young, but traded Luka Doncic for him, and they for some reason would rather have Trey Young over Luka, which is just honestly insane. <laughs> honestly still, insane. Uh, Travis Schlink, their GM, used to work for the Warriors, and. Um, a lot of people are saying he's trying to make the next Warriors by adding Trey Young, a.k.a. knockoff Steph, Kevin Herter from Maryland, a.k.a. knockoff Clay Thompson, uh, Omari Spellman yeah. from Villanova, a.k.a. knockoff Draymond. And so um, they're trying to do something special, I guess, but I guess imitation is the finest form of flattery. Um, Trey Young's going to have a lot of pressure on him too. Yeah. And what he's been saying, which I think is a really smart move of, you know, going into the draft, everyone saw his shooting skills, and they were like, he's going to be the next Steph. Steph Curry, he's going to be the next Steph. Uh, and he's totally just pushing that off and trying to re- rebrand himself as, you know, trying to follow in the steps of Steve Nash instead, where he's a little bit better of just an overall, like, passer and, like, point guard, true point guard, whereas Steph is just a shooter. I mean, and it's it's, it's, it's his team now. I mean, they traded Dennis away. Yeah. Um, so they screwed themselves. <laughs> it's really going to be Trey Young or you a star, and I think that's going to be yeah. the biggest question this year for Atlanta. Yeah, he needs to fix that Chia Pet haircut he has too. Oh, that dude's going to be yeah. <laughs> that's the, the bar- first step to success. Who's barbers is this? <laughs> um, so at number 
28th, we have the Orlando Magic being the number 14th team in the East. Basically, Orlando has a ton of long, young talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is they're not going to be able to get them all on the court together. No, I'm really, really curious if they'll start Isaac, Gordon, and Bamba together because I don't know how those three play together at the court at the same time. Three what really you, exciting players, but they got to figure something out. What do you think uh, the average height on that starting five is, like 6'10"? That's just their arms. I think their arms are just 6'10". <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bamba's like – his arms are 7 <laughs> foot tall. Seven foot ten <laughs> so, I mean, I saw some good things out of Jonathan Isaac in Summer League. Yeah, uh, he looked really He good. actually was a better scorer than I thought he was. Um, yeah, he surprised a lot of people for sure. He's, I, didn't even, I didn't know he could shoot. I literally thought he couldn't shoot. Yeah, so it'll be interesting because, honestly, Nikola Vucevic was the best Vukovic. player on that team. Mm-hmm. And now I don't even know where his minutes are. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. Yeah. They're going to be lost without Shelvin Mack, too. <laughs> They're leading assist <laughs> yeah, they, guy. They have no average, point guards. Average like 3.2 assists yeah, a game last season. So they have no point guards. They have They're no guards. At, uh, Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross, but the point guard position looks kind of sad. With Pretty DJ bleak. Augustine. Um, yeah. So moving on, number 27, who we got, Cullen? Uh, we got Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we picked them over Orlando, which may be – Kind of controversial, but I definitely don't think so. After we took a look at their roster, uh, they're a lot deeper than Orlando. And their guard situation is light years ahead of Orlando's with Spencer Dinwiddie, who I think is a really underrated point guard, Mm -hmm. Um, and D'Angelo Russell. He's in his last year of his contract. He's really got to prove himself. Um, Dinwiddie also got most improved player runner. He was a runner-up for most improved player last season. Um, So he is on the come-up. yeah, D'Angelo Russell, I think, is be playing hungry and he's be playing, um, yeah, like he is just ready to go and get paid next off season. So yeah, um, look forward to them next year, this season. It was a bit, a kind of a quiet but big off season for Brooklyn, just being that they're finally done giving up draft picks and they're able to just start drafting young talent. It's a big year for them in the sense they'll probably go under the radar, won't make the playoffs, but they have a ton of young talent that. This is a big year for Karis LeVert and Rondé mm-hmm. Hollis-Jefferson and Jared Allen and his development. So yeah. I like what they're doing in Brooklyn. Uh, number 26, who we got, David? Number 26, we got uh, the Knicks, New York Knicks. I really think they're going to be good. Um, the thing is, is that, like, Kevin Knox is going to be – I think he's going to be a star. I think he's got a lot of talent. Uh, but Frank Nikilatina and without Persingis for – at least like through the middle of the season with that vacancy, I just they're gonna start off in such a slump. It's gonna be hard for them to, you know, get out of, you know, the bottom of the East. So I just think they're gonna be pretty relevant in the beginning. And, you know, I I wanna see the story about Kevin Knox and how he was kind of slept on and he really performed in the summer league. And I think Yeah. We'll you know, we'll see what happens with uh him adjusting to, you know, the real NBA. Mitchell but, Robinson too. Big true. sleeper. Yeah. So a lot of sleeper guys on that team, and that's kind of their identity with like Nikilatina and Kevin Knox, yeah, uh, and Porzingis still having that chip on his shoulder from draft day. So every time they draft someone, they're always pissed. They're always like, you know, you always see (laughs) they're the worst fans. The Jets do the same (laughs) thing at every draft NFL draft too. They're the worst. They they booed Porzingis, man. They're they're just entitled. Yeah, so, without Porzingis though, that team has a lot of questions. Yeah. But Knox and Robinson, it's it's it is an exciting time to be a so, Knicks fan. Promising, but not there yet. Yeah. Um, number twenty five and number eleven in the East, we have the Charlotte Hornets. I am probably lower on this team than most people. 
Um, I'm not a fan of Charlotte. I Same. think they're going to struggle this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Kimba's off the team halfway through the season around the All-Star break. RIP. That would be sad. But uh, wow. Charlotte's struggling. And Dwight Howard, I know there's chemistry issues there, but he actually played big minutes for them last year, and they're replacing him with Cody Zeller. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a new head coach um, coming over from San Antonio, and they brought Tony Parker with them. But What's that dude's name again? <laughs> I can't, I can't remember. even know his name. I know I know what he looks like. Yeah. But, um, it's just I, I I don't know. I I don't like Charlotte. I think they have some young guys and Jeremy Lamb, Malik Monk, uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and they're gonna need one of them to step up this year. True. Because um, Kimba's kind of been pulling the load, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't like what Charlotte's doing this year. So that's why we have them at twenty five. Yeah, number twenty four, number ten in the East. This might be a little controversial, but we have the Chicago Bulls. Whoa. Um, so they picked up Wendell Carter. Um, didn't look bad. Looked pretty good in the summer league. Um, and they re-signed Zach Levine, but they added Jabari Parker, which is a pretty polarizing move. Some people love it, and they say, you know, why the hell not when it comes to Jabari Parker. Some people do not like it because of his injury pass, and also he might quite possibly be the worst defensive player in the NBA yeah. Worse than Dirk. <laughs> Love you, Dirk. Yeah, but they, I mean, all together at that starting five, I think they might have the worst defense in the league. Markinen, like, good offensive players with Levine, Markinen, Jabari. Uh, Chris Dunn's a pretty good defender, but I mean, besides yeah. that. Yeah, but I think the, the thing with Chicago in this offseason is they're spending 40-plus million on two guys coming off torn ACLs, and so that's just a scary thing. To yeah. Um, but... They'll be entertaining. There definitely will be a lot of offense, and so it'll be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And we have them at ten in the East, but I could definitely see Chicago if they perform well, sneaking into the playoffs in the East. Just how sad the East is this year. I don't know. I think Wendell Carter is like a total baller, and mm-hmm. so I want to see him develop, kind of just like what Marketing did last yeah. season, where he just was all rookie NBA team, and I think. I think uh, Wendell Carter's got the same kind of. Only thing about that front court though is Wendell Carter and Markin are just slow. Like mm-hmm. both of them are just really slow, and I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how how well they're gonna do in this modern league. We'll see. Um, but they're entertaining for sure. Interesting thing with the Bulls being at twenty four is in the bottom seven teams of the league, we have six in the East. So Yikes. that just shows you the imbalance in the West and the East this year, mm-hmm. and how tough it'll be for the Mavs to sneak in the playoffs. But stay tuned. We'll get to that. Yeah, next we got the Suns. So uh, the big story about the Suns this season is how Devin Booker just got paid. Uh, I don't know the numbers on it, but he's getting paid like thirty to forty million a year, uh, getting paid like an All Star and All NBA player. And I think he has the talent to like put up the numbers to back that up. Um, so the 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 players that they added this season are Mikael Bridges, or Trevor Ariza, Rashawn Holmes, and their first overall pick, DeAndre Ayton. And uh, so a big infusion of talent, and I think there's a lot of things to be excited about for the Suns, but at the same time they're just like not there yet. They were were they the worst team in the yeah in the NBA last season? Yeah. So like you can't that just doesn't happen, or you just can just bounce back like that. But I think 23 is an honest number, and 14th in the West is better than 15th. I really like the moves that they made. Um... I mean, Mikael Bridges, I don't know about Drake Jair Smith, but Mikael Bridges can come in and make a contribution. I think Rashawn Holmes is a solid addition. Um, and they, I think they really just want to win this season. That's why they're making these moves. That's why maybe you trade Zaire for Mikael Bridges because Zaire has some development to, um, yet to go. And so 
Um, I think that GM knows that his seat is really getting hot and he's just trying to win right now. And so it'll be interesting to see how the Suns make the playoffs in this wild, wild west this coming season. Yeah, I mean, they're an exciting team. They'll be fun to watch. It's I am confused, though, with the Trevor Ariza signing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you do have Mikel Bridges, who is almost an identical player, and you have other wings sitting there like um, T.J. Warren. And so minutes just aren't going to be able to go around for the development they need. So I just think it's a little bit ignorant to act like you're going to be able to compete in the West right now coming off the season that you just had. Um, but they will be entertaining, and they definitely have a lot of young talent, so maybe they're just looking for a more veteran presence. Yeah. we got to move on. Um, so we're going to go – this is a this is a D-Town Boogie hot, piping hot take. Uh, number 22, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers, number nine in the East, actually missing the playoffs. Uh, I think Christian has some thoughts about this, and he might be the most passionate about this, so I'm going to let him discuss it a little bit. Um, I just – the Cavs were the worst team in the league last year, minus LeBron. Um, <laughs> the Cavs were the worst team in the league. The blatant disrespect to Kyle Korver, bro. How could you? The Mavs would beat the Cavs with their team last year in a seven-game series minus LeBron. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Um, they yeah. just signed Kevin Love to an aggressive contract, and I just – it's showing that they're not okay with um, just rebuilding and they want to continue to compete. They'll be close to the playoffs. They could sneak in at the eighth seed. I just don't like anything they're doing minus Colin Sexton, um, but he's a 6'2 guard, mm-hmm. and their defense was terrible last year. He'll be aggressive, but he can't do it all. I love the way he plays. Um, Dude, I think, uh, he's so fun. I, think, I think the Cavs this year with Kevin Love just you know getting that big four-year contract, um, one, I think it's the Cavs sending a message that they're still trying to compete, uh, but it's also sending a message like, Everything is fine. This is fine. We still have Kevin Love. He's great. I'm fine. But we're fine. I, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> but I think uh, I don't think Kevin Love is the player he was in the Timberwolves, where he was getting like 18 and 18. And he was a like a 150 pounds heavier. Yeah. Um, that being said, I you know I I think they can get some wins. I I think they belong number nine in the East just uh, because there there are players that have those experience you know the experience in the playoffs and in the finals that might help them uh, despite just the talent lacking yeah Cavs at 22 man moving on and so the final team we have in our bottom 10 in the league at number 21 is the Memphis Grizzlies we have them at 13 in the west I am a big fan of Memphis um I think people are kind of forgetting like they were a consistent playoff team um Mike Conley got hurt last year and that hurt him a lot but they were they were performing well they had a good season last year until he got hurt so I think just bringing back Mike Conley, um, Marcus Saul, and then the addition of Jaron Jackson Jr. is really exciting. Dude, um, beast. Absolute I think, beast. I think they'd make the playoffs in the East, but the West is just so difficult right now that we have them at 13 in the West. Um, I like Memphis, though. Um, I just think... Jaron Jackson being an all-star in three seasons. I love Jaron Jackson Jr., and I love Marcus Saul, and I love Mike Conley. So I think they'll miss um, Tyreek Evans, but... I think they'll still be entertaining and they'll still be a decent team. But do you remember uh, the first game in the summer league when Jaron Jackson shot like he was shot incredibly from three and had twenty nine yeah. points, and all of a sudden everyone's freaking out. Yeah, yeah. They played against Atlanta and he was hitting threes like he was Trey Young, and Trey Young couldn't hit the rim. Oh, yeah. that was so, uh, that yeah. was insane. Jaron was throwing up from half court and draining him. It was unbelievable. Yeah, he had so many heat checks and they were just draining. Yeah, the so, dude was on fire. Just a quick recap. Um, number 30, we have the Sacramento Kings. Number 29, Atlanta Hawks. Number 28, 
Orlando Magic. Number 27, Brooklyn Knicks. Number 26, New York Knicks. Number 25, Charlotte Hornets. Number 24, Chicago Bulls. Number 23, the Phoenix Suns. Number 2, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And number 21, the Memphis Grizzlies. Kelly, you want to break down number 20 for us? Yeah, number 20, we got the the LA Clippers at number 12 in the West. Um, we're not as high on this team as some other people may be, and mainly because I just don't really see what they have to offer, really. They lose DeAndre, arguably their best player. I mean, Lou Williams may have also been their best player, but he comes off the bench, and he's solid. But I, I see Lou Williams more as like a, a very good role player on a really good team, not the best player on a team. Um, SGA is a pleasant surprise. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, um, he was a pleasant surprise in the summer league, and I think he is going to be developed into a really good player. But as far as contending and, and making the playoffs in the West this season, I don't see much with it, what they have. I mean, um, they lost DeAndre, like I said. Um, they have Tobias Harris. They they signed him. That was a good that was a good sign. I think Tobias Harris will continue to develop and be really good. But think, as far as I what think they he have has a chance to be an All Star this year, honestly, yeah, he had I, a good I, season last year. I love Tobias yeah, Harris. Come to the Mavs next year, Tobias. <laughs> but as far as what they have to offer this season, I just don't see much. Yeah. I I think they'll be lucky to go five hundred, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, me too. But they have as long as you have Boban, you never know what your team can do. <laughs> you always have a shot. Number okay, so- nineteen. Number 19, we have the Detroit Pistons being the eighth seed in the East. Um, a big part of this ranking and why we have the Pistons so high is Dwayne Casey coming over from Toronto being the former yes. coach of the year. Love him. Um, and I also just think giving another offseason for Drummond and Blake to try and figure it out together, the two very talented players. And so if they can make it work, I see no reason why they can't beat out the Cavs or the Bulls or the Hornets. They, um, they just have a lot of talent. Um, it'll be if Reggie Jackson can perform and stay healthy, if Luke Kennard can come into some role, Stanley Johnson can hit threes, because I know Dwayne Casey's trying to bring more three-point shooting over. So it'll just be interesting. Detroit has a lot of talent. I think they just need more time to mesh, um, and I think the coaching will bring in and hopefully help them out some. I would like to see them be good. I feel bad for their fan base. They've been so bad for so long. I miss the like early 2000s Pistons. I'd like to see them be good for sure. Dwayne Casey, great signing. Um, I think he's gonna do wonders for them, and I I think they do slide in the playoffs there in the eighth seed. Yeah, I think I I wonder if um, Toronto is starting to regret firing Dwayne Casey now that LeBron has left. Like, do you think that's gonna change it at all? Like, who did they replace uh, Dwayne Casey with? Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. So I think he's a former assistant. Yeah. So I I think uh, bad goatee. With, yeah, I think with LeBron going to the West and opening up time for Toronto to thrive it was bad timing but mm-hmm. we'll see if it pays off mm. number 18 we get the miami heat number seven in the east making the playoffs um what are y'all's thoughts on the heat honestly i hate the heat and i'm still <laughs> salty about 2006 i don't think we have any there's nothing really to talk about so uh hassan whiteside their sucks. roster changed none they like their roster hasn't over. changed at all Dragic though still really solid. Love Gordon Dragic. I love. I like the Heat. I like him. I'm sorry. I like the Heat. Better than 18? Um, no, I think 18's right. I think okay. seven in the East is right. I just okay. I like the Heat. Um, I like the way they play. I like their coach. I like the way they grind. Um, they do grind. They they, I like they play Josh better. Richardson. I like Gordon Dragic. They like play Kelly better than Olenek. their roster is. I like sure. James Johnson. Yeah. I like Josh. They they put forth some like Gordon Dragic, Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. James Johnson, three of the Tyler hardest Johnson. player, hardest playing players in the league, and you really saw that in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. 
I love Dragic. I love him. Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside. I'm not a big Hassan Whiteside guy. I'm yeah. Real, I like I like the Heat. He's talented. Um, I think the biggest thing with them is they do have a ton of big men right now. Kelly Olynyk was like one of their best players last year, and Goat. but they're paying Whiteside so much, and so it's like, is he even going to be in rotation with needing to get Olynyk on the floor? Yeah. And they have Bam off the bench. Yeah, Bam is the future. Develop, I think so they know that too. It's like, is Whiteside even get to play next year? It's just. They're just overpaying him. So glad that he did not pull the trigger on the Mavs. Oh, also, thank you. Thank goodness. Thank you, gosh. Yeah. Right, so, uh, who do you guys have next? Try to all. All right. So, number 17, we have our Dallas Mavericks. Whoop. Number 11 in the West. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's like it's you guys tough. can just. You guys yeah. can turn, you turn yeah. the pod. Yeah, yeah you this guys is the end of it. Well, we wish we could build us up all the way to one, but, I mean, to be honest, the Mavs were the third worst team in the league last year, and we have them ranked over, what, 13 teams? Um, yeah, I mean, we this is they were the th- third worst team in the league, and they're jumping all the way up to now. And if they were in the East, obviously they'd be in the playoffs because the team that we just had before, the Miami Heat, was number seven in the East, and yeah, we so have the Mavs as a better team than them, which I think is true. Um, it was just hard to justify putting the Mavs much higher than 17. I think what the Mavs have done is set themselves up to be one of the fastest rising teams uh, in the NBA. You know, going from like we've had those like perennial, like just like always at the bottom with the Hawks, the Kings, the Magic, who have just been stuck for the past like you know half a decade or so. Uh, and I think the Mavs did a great job pushing you know to rebound from that, uh, especially with the addition yeah. of. Luka Doncic, who is the Wonder Boy and is the greatest European prospect of all time, uh, and with our starting five looking like it might be uh, Dirk, Barnes, Luka, DeAndre, and Dennis Smith Jr., um, I think it's going to be a great team. They're going to really mesh well, and this is going to be a great setup for a really big, pr- uh, really big free agency in 2019, where we see a bunch of cap space open up. Talk to us about cap space. Christian. Yeah, so um I was yeah. just I was saw an article on DallasBasketball.com. Um shouts out Shout not out. too long ago. But I'm um, just talking about the possibility for eighty seven million in cap space. And it basically comes down to Harrison Barnes and Dwight Powell, whether or not they'll opt in or opt out. Um Harrison Barnes is supposed to make roughly twenty five million, Dwight Powell's right around ten million. Um my initial thought was both those players would opt in, but after taking a bigger like like grander look at it, things and just kind of yeah, just kind of like taking a step back and looking at it. Yeah. I honestly believe that there's a good chance they both opt out. Um, I would argue that both these players are playing to the level of their contract right now. Hot take alert. Um, that I, is I think, hot take. I think they're both playing to the level of their contract, and I think Barnes um, is playing up to a max. I, I think he is. He's I really good. I honestly think he is, and with his yeah. potential. And I just think Barnes is. Um, could receive a 30% increase in salary next year, um, it being his seventh-plus year yeah. in the league. And I think the market's just huge. The market is huge next year. It's not as big as the days where Luau Deng got his contract and Timothy Mozgov got his, mm-hmm. but it's big. A lot and of money to spend. I think they're good players, and I think the Mavs will be better next year, and when teams are better, the players gain more value. There's, yeah. so, many, there's so many players taking one-year deals right now, and so – 2019 is going to be a huge uh, free agency mm-hmm. pool. And so I really think uh, it's just going to be insanely competitive at first, and you're going to see a lot of people overpaying for, like, the top, close to the top talent. And then it's going to be a significant drop-off. And so yeah. 
I could see uh, people like Dwight Powell and Harrison Barnes like risking the you know like betting on themselves and then it not paying. Yeah, yeah, and the Mavs, if we're good and we only have a shot at some of the bigger name free agents, the Mavs might be more willing to part ways with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be sad, though, namely Harrison, because he's good. But yeah, we'll but, see what kind of money he's looking I mean, for and who is available. He could be the option we just pay up, too, to an extension, just a larger mm-hmm. deal. Um, I mean, because if they both opt out and we're sitting at $87 million, we have the capability to sign not only DeAndre Jordan to a – Say a similar deal to what Clint Capella just got signed. Years, four four years, year, eighty million. million. Yeah. Capella got five year, eighty million, but just for simplicity, I thought he got four. You get five. No, got five. Yeah. Okay. So just say a four year, eighty million deal. We still could sign two players um, to a max deal. Yeah. So we could sign, re-sign DeAndre for that length, and then two players to a max deal. Um, some names to throw around: uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. Jimmy Butler is kind of the name that's Jimmy linked buckets. to the Mavs right now, just because him and DeAndre are best friends. He's from Texas too. Yeah. So is DeAndre. Um, and then uh, Chris Middleton, I think he would fit perfectly Whoop. with our team. Uh, awesome Tobias Harris is yeah. another one that he just declined his ext- extension, and he'll be a free agent. Um, and so, mm-hmm. um, and then there's Harrison, like re-signing Harrison to a good deal. I think. We have a ton of flexibility next year. Totally. And we'll still have, like, mid-level exceptions to re-sign people, like, veterans that we want to keep, whether that's, like, J.J. Brea, Dirk comes around for another year. Um, I think we have that flexibility that is important. And I think this year is really, like, showing that we have the young talent to appeal to these big free agents. Yeah, that's um, one of the main goals. I think Luca is the front runner for Rookie of the Year, and I think Dennis has a hell of a mm-hmm. second season. Um, so, yeah. It, they're going to be fun, and they're going to be exciting, and they're going to compete for the playoffs. Um, right now we have them at, at 11 in the West, but um, I really hope that they do better than that, and I hope that some of these teams that we have higher I hope so um, too. just can't mesh. They could, t- they could turn some heads. Like I really think I really think they could. Like There's a lot of potential in that lineup, especially with um, the addition of DeAndre. And we, and we could see Harrison Barnes really open up in a – in a role that is not as um, reliant on him, or he, the team is not as reliant on him to score. Um, but I mean, we did wave off Chinanu Onuwaku, um, and that is really sad. I just wanted to watch him. I just wanted shooter. to do a granny free throw <laughs> one time. Yeah, one time, but we can't even get that. So, thanks a lot, Mark Cuban. But what do you th- okay, yeah, let's yeah. move on. Um, number sixteen. Number sixteen on our list are uh, the Wizards, the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, Number six so in the with, East. with the big addition to Dwight Howard, these guys are officially have the worst chemistry and the most toxic locker room. Already before Dwight Howard. <laughs> before Dwight Howard, yeah. it was already ugly. Uh, so I just think it's going to be ugly, and I'm wondering, you know, I think Dwight Howard is still going to put up, you know, decent numbers, like probably, you know, at least close to a double-double a night, but... He, who get all the playing time? They're just still not going to get wins, and I, they're still going to be stuck in that mid-level range where they're going to be competing in the East, but have no real chance to move up the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see. I think John Wall has hit his ceiling. I don't think Bradley Beal has. Um, I think John Wall has though. But it, yeah, I don't see them being much better than this. I think this is a perfect slot for them. They're one of those easier teams to kind of project. Yeah, it's right in the middle. I think the biggest thing with the Wizards is their bench was really bad last year. Yeah. It was really bad. And um, they signed Jeff Green and Austin Rivers to kind of come off the bench and hopefully light a Two, spark. Two, like, not great locker room but, guys either. Yeah, it's just like, is that yeah. the answer? We'll see. Yeah, it um, could be. The coach's son, Snake. 
Yeah, I don't know. The Wizards... Uncle Jeff Green. The biggest issue they had was a toxic center last year with Gortat, and then they replaced him with a more toxic center in The most toxic player. Yeah, that's the Wizards. Uh, Number 15, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, This is being number 10 in the West. This is when you really start seeing the disparity between the West and the East. When we had the team before the Wizards, number 6 in the East, T-Wolves 15, number 10 in the West. And we're about to run into a span of three teams right here being number 10, 9, and 8 in the West that I think could land in any order. Yeah. Um, it's really just a toss-up. I think they're all just a tie at this point, honestly. It was so tough. They're, they're interchangeable. Um, but the biggest thing, that just alarming thing that comes off of the Timberwolves is Jimmy Butler and his just like – him just vocalizing him not being happy there um, and not wanting to be there. Um, so I just think the chemistry issues could get in the way in just a really competitive West. Um, they have a ton of talent, and I think they can if they can square those things away, they'll look pretty. Yeah, and they'll be they'll be good in the West. I mean, they were like the four seed in the West before Jimmy Butler got hurt last season. So, um, do you uh, do you think Jimmy? Do you think Jimmy's just upset that Carl Anthony Towns is Twitch streaming? Like nights before games. That's part of it. No, really, he actually no, yeah. said something He's about like, that. These millennials. Well, he talked about how it's just like a lack of seriousness and people mm-hmm. not working hard, and it's just a difference in generation. I don't know. It's it really so, is. Um, they're at fifteen, and then at number fourteen, um, we have the Portland Trail Blazers. They'll be number nine in the West, barely missing the playoffs. Uh, the Blazers were the three seed um, last season in the West, but got railed by the Pelicans. Absolutely railed. Um, Been over. They're a very similar team as last year, so this could be low. But, yeah. again, the West just got better. Um, and yeah. they re-signed Nurkic, um, lost Ed Davis and Shabazz Napier, but they kind of have the personnel in-house to replace those two with, like, Zach Collins getting a chance to step back, um, step up as the backup center. And, like, they added Seth Curry, who we all know and great, love. Great signing. Um, underrated signing. To replace got him for, Shabazz. Got him for, like, nothing. Yeah, so – I mean, Blazers will be good, but the West is tough, and it's it's hard to predict. So, I mean, that's where we have them for now. 14 in the league, but 9 in the West. Yep. And then the 13th-ranked team, kind of um, ending this little span of three teams we were talking about, is the Denver Nuggets. Um, the Denver Nuggets have been sitting right outside of the playoffs the past two seasons, but this year we have them ranked 13 in the league, but 8 in the yeah. West. Congrats, um, Denver. We actually have you in the playoffs. You, know, I think- you did it. I think they had a really great draft pick with Michael Porter Jr. Like he was 14th <laughs> overall, and uh, that kind of range I think is a great time to just gamble on a player that might not be healthy for this year. He might not be healthy six years down the road, but for that you know four-year contract that'll be there, like he's going to get better, he's going to get healthy, and he has the potential to be you know one of the greatest players in this draft class. We'll see. I don't know that dude. That dude makes me nervous. I don't yeah. know about him sometimes. Uh, already he, he, having a second back surgery. He's since such a wild the card. The back, the back surgery, and also his attitude. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. I, I'm, he, outside of Michael Porter, of honestly, I loved what the Nuggets did. They were mm-hmm. able to get rid of some big contracts. Um, Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth Fareed and um, Darrell Arthur. Um, but they re-signed Jokic. They re-signed Will um, Barton, Will Gary Barton. Harris. Um, they gave then, Will Barton cash. Yeah. Dude. They, he got paid. And then I think one of the most underrated signing of the free agency was bringing Isaiah Thomas in on the deal that he's in. True. Um, I, I love it for both parties. Um, and Dude, I think I'm here for the Isaiah love. I think the ro- the roster's stacked. It really is. It, they are. They're stacked. a lot deeper than what meets the eye, and then what people would assume. I think the Nuggets like. People from year to year, people are just like, oh, yeah, the Nuggets. Like, they'll be 500, maybe just under 500. Yeah. Like, miss the playoffs by a couple spots. Usually they're so they're so average and middle 
Um, they're always in the middle of the pack. I think people have come to expect that, but this is not your average Nuggets team. This is not your father's Denver Nuggets. Yeah. I I, well, I think honestly, I think like your average NBA fan doesn't know the Denver Nuggets. They haven't <laughs> seen this team develop. Yeah. They couldn't tell you who Will Barton is or Gary Harris. Or have is. paid attention since Melo was there. Yeah. Honestly, the NBA Facebook fans don't even know who Nikola Jokic is. So I mean, the unicorn. And so I honestly believe like the Nuggets can show up this season, and they've. They've been in the works the past few years. They've just missed the playoffs, and so yeah, they can do much better than eight in the West. Like barely. I wouldn't be surprised if they're sitting at home court advantage in the West mm-hmm. for the first playoff series. Yeah. Where did you hear about the Facebook fans term? Because that kind of cracks me up. I but love that. Facebook it's, on, fa- they, they, it's on Twitter a lot. They'll talk about like Mavs Facebook fans, <laughs> and they'll like just go on Facebook and look at like something the NBA post, the Mavs post, yeah. and look at the comments. The comments and it's hilarious. You will lose faith in yeah. <laughs> humanity. It. it it's a really entertaining, you know, <laughs> the quick, really, really, really quick story time, <laughs> really fast. This doesn't do with the power rankings, but I'm in like a Rangers fan group, group uh, whatever, and it's like Facebook group, Texas Rangers fans. There's like thousands of people in it, maybe hundreds, I don't know. But I caught myself arguing with somebody out the other day that had just absolutely no idea, like, <laughs> what they were talking about or what was going on. And it's just, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, you just got to realize it's Facebook fans. Yeah. You can't blame the loss for what they do. Yeah. Anyways, so that's the Denver Nuggets. Don't do that. Yeah, 13. that's the Nuggets. Um, number thirteen. Number twelve. Number twelve. We got the Milwaukee Bucks. Number five in the East. A team that I was maybe pushing to be a little bit higher, but I think twelve is actually a good slot for them. Um, I mean, first and foremost, we, when you talk about the Bucks, you got to start with the Greek Freak Giannis. Um, potential to be the best player in the league in the next four or five years, um, honestly, because he's only getting better each season. His shot has. His biggest weakness is his jump shot, which which has gotten better. Um, he's an unbelievable. He's a great playmaker. He's a great defender. He's strong. He's fast. He can take it to the bucket. He can um, he can dish. A dude that will probably start averaging a triple double. He's basically like a seven foot Russell Westbrook, is the way that I see it. You heard it here first. He's going to the Mavs as soon as the contract <laughs> is up. Uh, that's just my take. Um, yeah, every good player is coming to the Mavs. Yeah, I think I think Antetokounmpo is for sure going to be the best player in the east this year and we'll see where we'll see where they end up but i think the more that they're playing and the more that uh they just continue to improve that it's just going to look really great uh for giannis especially just kind of taking over the east as like the new king with lebron out mm-hmm. and i i love i mean the bucks they what they lose did they go seven games with boston in the playoffs yeah, they so had that they, really exciting series. Yeah, so Giannis um, was unbelievable in the playoffs. I think, I think the biggest thing they did this free agency um, that kind of went under the under the rug a little bit. Brooke Lopez and Ilasova just adding bigs that can shoot for the first time in Giannis's career. He's going to have bigs to throw the ball. He's going to have so much fun nine. with that. So he can actually, they're going to have a full team on the court who can all shoot. So yeah, Milwaukee be exciting, and they'll be number five in the East. That's where we have them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 11, rounding out the second half of the top 10, um, Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans, number seven in the West. Um, the Pelicans, the biggest thing, they lost Boogie and they lost Rondo. Um, they had a heck of a playoffs where they swept the Blazers. No one really saw that coming. Drew Holiday really came into his own, um, showed that he was a mm-hmm. first NBA all-defensive player. Um, Beast. And so, they added Randall, though, on a great contract, two years, $18 million, and they also signed Alfred Payton to kind of uh, replace Rondo. Yeah, we have the Pelicans at eleven, seven in the West. Uh, again, I think it could go any which way. They c- it could easily be Denver or Portland or Minnesota here. 
Um, but we just kind of bet on Anthony Davis. Yeah. And Randall think... paired with Davis would be interesting, but I think he'd be good. It just blows my mind that we're paying Dwight when New Orleans is paying Julius Randall. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable the deal he got. So shout I, out to them. Yeah, I honestly don't even know if Randall will start. Um, you think Miritich will? Miritich, I mean, he it fit. It worked, and I think that's yeah. – they were art, they were better without mm-hmm. Boogie. And Randall Miritich can definitely bring so, some points off the bench. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll, but we'll see. that's uh, 20 – uh, so just recap again. Uh, number twenty, we had the Clippers. Nineteen, Detroit Pistons. Eighteen, Miami Heat. Number seventeen, Dallas Mavs. Um, number sixteen, Washington Wizards. Fifteen, um, the Timberwolves. Fourteen, the Blazers. Thirteen, the Nuggets. Twelve, Milwaukee Bucks, and eleven, New Orleans Pelicans. And now we're at the top ten. Number ten, who we got? So number ten, number <laughs> six in the West, coming back to the playoffs. Yeah. Led by the king himself. The Lake Show. The Los Lake Angeles Show. Lakers. LeBron James. <laughs> I don't Dude. really know if we need to say much about the Lakers besides the fact that we Facebook trust. Facebook fans know every player on the roster of the Lakers yeah. right now. Yeah. They're yeah. so <laughs> talking about. That's how overhyped Yeah. This is a podcast. <laughs> I am so excited. Facebook fans. I'm going to be glued to the TV yeah. for the first Lakers game this season. And I want to catch a Mavs-Lakers game at American Airlines this summer. This, or this se- season, sorry. I mean, this ranking, though, honestly has very little. It'll yeah. do with their roster. It's betting on LeBron James. Yeah, to be every in the all of it has to do with LeBron. LeBron every single bit will of it. be in the playoffs. Like, yeah, just, we saw what he did with this Cleveland team. I stand by LeBron will be in the playoffs. That being said, I would I would love more than anything for LeBron to not be in the playoffs. So <laughs> no, like, I just think it makes I it just, so much more fun. I just think like that experience of just seeing the media just kind of take over. Like, what's LeBron doing? Should he have left? And just the tumultuous like response to that I think would be worth it maybe he's the goat though I love him no there's there's two things I mean there's three things I want out of this season like dream scenario this season one Mavs go to the playoffs Mavs go to the playoffs Luca rookie of the year no, okay. Mavs go to the playoffs, all right? Okay, Luka wins all, dunk, dunk I would contest. love to see Mavs 8 seed, <laughs> Mavs 8 seed, Golden State 1 seed, and it's just Mavs playing pissed off with nothing to lose. That would be so sick. And then we beat them. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two, Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors 8 seed versus 1 seed. I think Ooh, just watching okay. that yeah. in the first round of the playoffs, Golden State would be tested like never okay. before. Golden I, TV. I Even though we know the Warriors win the finals, that will make it so much more exciting and interesting. So are you are you implying that the Mavs take the seventh seed and not, we we, <laughs> yes, we in go that all scenario, the way? The Mavs are the seventh <laughs> okay. seed. Um, third thing is just Golden State loses. Any yeah. anything besides just please like the Golden State Warriors lose and implode after the season. <laughs> oh my yes. god! Oh dude, if LeBron beats them with the Lakers, oh <laughs> my gosh, I might be a Lakers fan. If, Sorry, Mavs fans. If that gets us closer to getting Clay Thompson next year, then I'm here for it. Yeah. So. Lake Show. Okay, we gotta move on. Um, number nine, I love this team. Big fan of this team. Um, honestly, would have them higher if I didn't have these two other guys next to me. Um, but it's the <laughs> Indiana Pacers, number four in the Dude, East. We keep you sane. Don't um, even. Indiana Pacers <laughs> were good last year. They took the Cavs to seven games. LeBron beat them on a buzzer beater. They're good. Oladipo. Um, they lost. Unrated beast. They only lost Lance Stevenson and Al Jefferson so last they season. Lost, I mean, um, they lost one of the best trolls in the league. Yeah. That, but, that, that speaks for something. But they replaced him with arguably an all-star last season. I thought he should have been an all-star in Tyreek Evans. Yeah. And uh, they also added Dougie McBuckets and Kyle O'Quinn off the bench. Overpaying Dougie McBuckets off um, the wazoo, but great role player. Hey, it's, their bench – okay, so their bench was the worst thing last year. Um, I think they were like 14 
points per possession better with Oladipo on the floor or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, and so just their bench getting to roll out a, a lineup with like, um, they drafted Aaron, uh, what's his name? Drew Holiday's little brother. Ju- uh, Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday. Yeah. 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 And um, <laughs> then they have Tyreek Evans and Doug McDermott and Sabonis, who I love Sabonis. And Kyle O'Quinn. Kyle um, Quinn underrated. Yeah, and so um, and Miles Turner is only going to be better. Like yeah. I saw some footage of him like playing at the Team USA practice, and he was looking. I mean, he was go- he was going one on one with like KD and some guards and stuff, and was looking pretty good. He was hitting jumpers with hands in his face. He was looking huge too. Yeah. He had I, a lot I of weight. I love the Pacers. We have yeah. them at nine and four in the East, but I, I seriously they think could be they're higher. my second favorite team in the East. They could uh, honestly they could be as high as number two in the East. Yeah. So that's Pacers number nine. Uh, number eight, this is going to draw some controversy for D-Herd, sure. D-Herd, get up here. So th- where's the timestamp at this? D-Herd. About, we're at about 41 minutes where everyone's going to lose their mind. But We are so sorry. <laughs> let me tell you about the San Antonio Spurs. Boo. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. So last year the Spurs had 47 wins without Kawhi Leonard. Top five player in the league. Meanwhile, they're paying for him, and so there's this absence of like cap where they're just getting to use it. So they replace the absence of Kawhi with DeMar DeRozan and Lonnie Walker. They lose Danny Green, but they get Bellinelli. I think this is going to be a great team. I think because of great? Greg Pop- because of Greg Popovich yeah. and my respect that I have for them, I have hated the Spurs my entire life. I respect them too, man. But eight, oh, number five in the West this season is going to be a dang good team. I, I have, I would put all my money on Greg Popovich to just take this team and just moneyball it. You can into never, the you can never count five. out Pop. I agree. And Lamarcus Aldridge. One thing I do respect about the Spurs this season is that they're going with this whole old school mid range game, and the Spurs have always kind of done the opposite of what is trendy in the league. So everybody's shooting three pointers now. And so the Spurs are like, okay, well, we're going to do mid-range with LaMarcus and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, they'll shoot more mid-range jump shots than anyone in the league. Yeah. Um, But I'm sorry, Mavs fans, because (laughs) I do not agree with this. Um, I love Popovich. He's a great coach. Um, But five in the the West is bold and... It is. It'll be interesting. But we're here to serve so, you up hot takes. Yeah, you know why? W- is... You wouldn't want to listen to uh, if we just spouted out the ESPN. You know, top thirty. We yeah. So I, I truly believe though the five, uh, six, arguably probably the three seed two in the the West. I think three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and even eleven are like within five to ten games of each other. Yeah, it's, it's the West be... is going to be absolutely wild to and, watch this season. And most most of it's honestly going to influence injuries, and so like. If something were to happen to OKC where, you know, God forbid, Paul George breaks his leg again. Whoa. If something like that were to happen. Knock on wood. We're all knocking on wood here. Uh, If you're listening, Paul George, like. Yeah, Paul George, Jason Witten, if you guys guys are listening. um, Also, that's an inside joke uh, reference to our first podcast. So if you want to get it, go like and subscribe. Check it out. We're on iTunes. Uh, Download. Subscribe. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, download. Uh, subscribe. Okay, we're moving on from the Spurs because no, what we talked about the Spurs way too long for a Mavs podcast. <laughs> Let's um, move on. Number seven. Uh, this team kind of showed out last year. It's the Utah Jazz. Mm. We have the number. We have them finishing number four in the West. Um, basically, the biggest thing with Utah this summer is that it was just very simple. It was a very simple summer. They only lost Jarebko and they added um, Grayson Allen. <laughs> um, but really, I mean. 
Ted Cruz. You can't really overstate <laughs> the continuity with this team. Uh, they were like the second best team in the league post All Star break. Uh, Donovan Mitchell played out of his mind. A lot of people can argue, even our David will argue that sophomore slump is coming. Um, but I don't believe it. Maybe. Um, dude's, I, I th- a, dude's a beast. I mean, he showed out all last season, and teams were able to plan and game plan for him um, for the playoffs. And Paul George guarded him in the playoffs, and he just showed out. So I like the Jazz a lot. I think the West is going to be super close. I, I've said that a mil- million yeah. times, but I'll I keep saying it. Just the combination on that team is so works so well together. Yeah. Donovan really can do like Donovan can do it all. He yeah. really can. So Rudy Gobert, him paired with Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles fills this like little they have like a little scratch on their back that if they could just he's the itch that scratch and you know, he just fills it so well like he's just like that that X factor that they need like Joe Ingles is just that I, guy. I saw something on Twitter the other day. And I think it was like I think I know like 10 guys that look like Joe Ingles too. Yeah. I saw something <laughs> on Twitter. I think it was like off NBA's official Twitter, and it was like, you bet Joe Ingles got a playoff mixtape or something like that, <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, hilarious. dude, Jing- I, I love Jingles. He's he blood. also talked really highly about Brokoff, so hopefully we can hopefully have that similar Brokoff's itch. the next Joe Ingles. Honestly, they look like the same guy. If you <laughs> pair them up next to each other, like Brokoff, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Yeah, no. Okay, so that's the Utah Jazz number seven. Um, number six, kind of the one of the teams that had the biggest off seasons is the Toronto Raptors. We have them finishing number three in the East. Um, a few questions within few, them. Yeah. It's just basically, it all goes off of Kawhi. Um, is he going to be healthy and is he going to be fully engaged with this team? How's it going to fit? They're looking at a starting five of Lowry, Danny Green, uh, Kawhi, OG, and then Valanchunas. So it's just... I don't know. They lost the coach of the year and their franchise leading scorer, mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super comfortable ranking them even this high. I've seen people rank them as high as three, um, but I think they have potential. So that's Toronto. Yeah, there. I mean, there's some questions for sure. I it re- a lot of it depend. The biggest dependent is definitely if Kawhi is invested and wants to play oh, for and, sure. and is healthy, but also is how actually how good are their young players like OG Ananobi. Or like a Fred Van Fleet or like Siakam or these guys, like how well are they going to play with these more enhanced roles um, this season and can they really step up? And um, I think the answer is they'll be good and I think Kawhi will have a good season and I think that six is a good spot, honestly. But things could things could get, especially with the new head coach, things could go south real fast. Yeah. Totally. I'm looking forward to seeing like how uh, Kawhi's like development is there and like if he – is just liking it more, and if we start to see like, oh, Kawhi, or on the opposite side, like Kawhi's already looking, you know, for next season, like where he's gonna go, yeah. or is it like Kawhi likes it here and that's it? Kawhi is such a he's such a weirdo, and I think yeah, like, Kawhi's if a he had a if weird, he, he needs dude. to figure out his publicist uncle or whatever to figure <laughs> out a new brand because everybody's got that crazy uncle. Yeah. That's right, literally Kawhi. his situation. <laughs> Yeah, so 10 through 6, um, we have the Los Angeles Lakers, number 9, Indiana Pacers, number 8, San Antonio Spurs, number 7, Utah Jazz, number 6, Toronto Raptors. And we've reached the top five NBA teams um, that we have ranked mm-hmm. in this early offseason. So, yeah. Cullen, you want to dive into number 5? I know yeah. you're a big fan of this team. Yeah, for sure. So, I, it was so hard for me not to put this team at number 4. I think number 4 and number 5 are pretty close. Uh but at number five, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I think this team is going to show out this season. 
I think they're going to be really good. Honestly, do. And I think getting rid of Melo um, is equivalent of this is going to sound bad, but cutting off like a cancerous tumor or yeah, something. You know, like he he, he he like the how many shots he took that dude on a team. Like he may fit better with the Rockets. I don't know, really? but getting your tonsils taken out. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not <laughs> deadly, but maybe not as maybe not I mean, as bad. In as South Park, he did get AIDS from getting his tonsils taken out, but <laughs> <Yeah>. it, <laughs> but um, stick, yeah, I don't know. I think they're gonna there. be really good. I think Schroeder is a great addition. I think Schroeder, not as your starting point guard, um, is gonna be so much better for the for the Thunder than he's gonna work out so much better for the Thunder than he did with Atlanta because Schroeder in like a playoff situation. Schroeder can go off like 25, 30 points any given night, and you don't know when it's going to happen, but it could happen in the game where you really need him to. Um, and PG, I think, is going to be a lot more invested in this team, and he's going to—he doesn't have his eyes set anywhere else, and he knows he's a part of the Thunder, and he's here to help them succeed. And so, um, I think they're going to be really good. And Russell um, definitely, I think, needs to develop some more on I, off-ball I skills Russell. and more of a little off-ball mindset. Um, but I think he would be good. Um, what do you guys think about Noel, though? The Matting Nerlens Noel. I mean, Nerlens is irrelevant. I hope he does something for them. <laughs> oh, but dude, Nerlens is irrelevant. He can't. I until he shows me that Savage. he actually wants to play. Yeah, that's and, fair. Like, he loves basketball. I'm just. I, he's not even worth a minute on this podcast. Yeah, that that dude a bum. Yeah. So but, so much can, talent. If he gets more than like five or ten minutes a game, then, you know, good for him. But that's about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll take Jeremy Grant over him, and they already have Jeremy. Like, Jeremy Grant, Jeremy re-signing Grant. Jeremy Grant was a good so, move. They're, like, the same player. Um, but OKC's tight. I think Schroeder, he plays a very similar role that um, Westbrook does, very ball-dominant, so I think it'll work um, well. Yeah. Number four. Uh, number four, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they're being the number two seed in the East. Um, they had a great season last year, uh, showed out um, in the playoffs. Um, so they're really a good team. I think it's just the young talent's going to continue to get better. Um, they lost some shooting in Bellinelli and Ilasova. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they replace them. But mm-hmm. um, 76ers are good, and we just expect them to continue to be good. Yeah. Um, the biggest questions will be just the shooting, outside shooting with Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz, and yeah. can they play together? They lost they, Bellinelli too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they re-signed J.J. Redick was a good move. Um, he's essential to that team with yeah. his veteran leadership and also his outside shooting. Um, so that was a good move for sure. Um, but yeah, Simmons and Fultz need to shoot better. Yeah. I mean, the team is hyping up Fultz saying that he, his shot is looking great and that his yips are gone, but I won't believe it until I see it. Yeah, um, I mean, they only played 51 minutes together last mm-hmm. season, which is crazy. So. And he injured Joel and <laughs> <laughs> came back. So it'll it'll be interesting. Um, so that's 76ers number four. Um, number three, um, we have the Houston Rockets being the number two team in the West. Um, the truth of it is the a lot of people are hating on the Houston Rockets and what happened last season or this offseason, yeah. um, losing their wing depth and Ariza and Bob Mute. But just being honest, they, they won 65 games last season. They're a damn good team, and they had the MVP. And Chris Paul um, doesn't get hurt. They're in the finals. Last year, I, I truly believe that. And I I also think that is the case. As as hard as it is to admit it, I also yeah. think that is the case. I, Mabo Mute and Ariza will hurt. Like I would rather have them than Mello, um, but Mello could work for it them. It could work. Mello's still Mello, so it could work. He could. He could have a night where he goes off for twenty five. I mean, he could. And uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I think they got worse. I really think they did. Um, they're not going to make the finals this season, but yeah. We'll so we'll see. 
Um, that's number three. And then we're to our top two teams, both being number one um, in their In their respective conferences. Yeah. But number two, we have the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics. Um, I think the biggest thing with Boston, they lost no one this offseason, which is kind of crazy. Um, and they're just regaining their superstars back. Yeah. They're arguably their two best players on the team. So um, that's a huge deal. Um, I think the biggest question with them, though, is they have a ton of depth. They have so deep, um, they maybe just, too deep. Yeah. They how how are these minutes going to be distributed? Um, I mean, they're looking just in their forwards. They have Tatum and Marcus Morris and Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown and I don't know. It's just it's going to be interesting to see how they get those minutes yeah. across and. Uh, I we don't know how Hayward fits in yeah. quite yet. Um, because Rozier has like talked in interviews, like he's a very much like a team player, and he's all about staying with this team together, and he'll accept his role. But he kind of shined in the playoffs last year, and to kind mm-hmm. of swallow that pill to be the backup point guard and play what fifteen to twenty minutes a game, I mm-hmm. think it's going to be harder than his, his minutes are going to be significantly less, along with Marcus Morris. Yeah, I see. I see Rozier being a big uh, trading block guy. That uh, the Some, Celtics can. He'll be a free just, agent. Yeah. I mean, look at look at teams like the Magic or something. You know, they could really use a Terry Rozier. Yeah, for sure. More than the Celtics could. So the Celtics will be good. And I think they'll set up a really entertaining finals. Jason where Tatum. Everyone's um, going to be rooting for the Boston Celtics in the finals next and they, year. Yeah, they're they're set up so great for the next few seasons with Tatum still on a rookie contract for a while and everything. Yeah. They're going to be really really good. I'm straight up jealous of the Celtics organization. Mm-hmm. They're a great organization. Wow. So here's the big reveal. <sighs> yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Who we got, number one? It's the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we don't really. No, I know all you no. guys were waiting for that. I don't even want to talk about the Warriors. Let's I just wrap it. Warriors. We'll talk about we'll talk about them for just a little bit. I hate um, the Warriors. I think. What, what do you guys think about just doing a whole podcast just talking about the Warriors and how I, great they are I, and how yeah. awesome of a team they are and <laughs> man. I just love Kevin Durant's uh, stability and <laughs> <laughs> I do love Clay. I will say I love Clay. I love this is Clay. a this is a Clay positive podcast. Yeah, but um, that's about it. But yeah. the biggest question along with the Warriors is I mean, will Cousins really enhance them that much or will he or will he bring them down? Was he a good addition? I I think the biggest thing was I think it was a power move because they didn't really need him but he they're withholding him from other teams so other teams could not sign him. Yes. Um, but was, that's what, why I was a fan of it. Yeah. So what? What is going to another team? What? What does he do? The dynamics of this team that are already in place, though, because we've seen that their dynamics are proven and they can win with it. So how does a big personality and a big name like Boogie adding him to the mix? What does he do to the? What does he do to the dynamics of this team? So I think the only way that I mean, the the biggest issue is going to be you know this big shooting center how is it going to mess up with all these guys who are you know ball dominant yeah ball dominant players how are they all going to mesh together mm-hmm. um which he won't but, come until like december january right oh, that's right yeah, yeah. Not he's if that maybe yeah, february and i think a, the big thing with him was you know if he had gone to another team too uh there would have been a lot more pressure to jump in you know as soon as you got clear earlier than needed uh, yeah. but with the warriors you know they might tell him like hey just come here you know come here and like you know, playoff time and, you know, just take it, take your time. We want you to be ready. So, yeah, it's the perfect scenario for DeMarcus Cousins. He's getting to get a ring and he's going to get a ring. Just chill out. A ring that means nothing, though. Play and just like, I don't know. That's, that's awesome for him. I hate the Warriors, though. Mm -hmm. And smart is very smart move by him. Um, but 
We'll see how it turns out. I, for one, am rooting for him just to sabotage this team. Yeah, I hope this team implodes. I hope it's like a big conspiracy I messy. I want it to be he, messy, dirty. Yeah. I want KD to be tweeting at all of them, subtweeting yes. everybody. I want Aisha Curry to be subtweeting hey, about players. All right, all right. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. I want Clay to leave because Steph he's loses his Under Armour contract and just quits yeah. and just goes pro in golf. Yeah. But more than likely that more than likely that won't happen. They're probably going to sweep whoever they play in the finals. Yeah. Okay, Boston will probably get a game or two from them. I don't know. I just hate the Warriors, and I hope more than anything yeah. so they implode. Hate, so we hate to end this podcast in a bummer with the Warriors being number one and probably winning the finals, but that's not surprising anyone. But there's a lot of exciting things going on in the NBA, a lot of teams getting better, a lot of young, really exciting young players being injected to the league, and um, we'll see what happens. Let's we're praying for our Warriors, Mavs, or Warriors, Lakers first round of the yeah. playoffs. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, yeah, April, April. The season ends in April, right? Yeah. Um, the Mavs are the twenty seventh team in the the West. They've yeah. yet to play another game, and we have them at seventeen. Yeah. So that, a lot of things happen this off season. Mavs making moves. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be crazy, especially in the West. It's gonna be nuts. Yeah, the uh, the NBA schedule is supposed to be released in the next few weeks, and so we'll have a uh, another podcast talking about that. But um, with the NFL season coming up, I think a lot of our time is going to be uh, dedicated to that. And yeah, fi- you know, fear- figuring out you know what what's going to come next. But uh, we've really enjoyed talking about the NBA today. Uh, mm-hmm. Another big uh, just plug, just once again to follow us at Dtown Boogie Forty One. Uh, All one word. To us. Listen to us on iTunes. Uh, check us out if you if you aren't already. Yeah. Um, subscribe, subscribe, like, comment. Give us give us share. all your attention. We Dude, love you share guys. it. That would mean a lot. Shout out to everybody that's listening to this. It actually means so much. Yeah, and real. let us let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Yeah, and know. we love to interact with people. Yeah, so we would love to answer questions one podcast and just run through a, a bunch of questions that we've been asked or anything. We just love to interact with. Feel you guys. free to tweet us. Um, DM us, email us. We'd love to talk to you guys, and, and we want to make content that you guys want to listen to. Um, so that's it for D Town Boogie Podcast number two. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all. We got Luca, bitch.